0: I'm This is the word. The kingdom of heaven is like a householder who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. He said unto them, you go into the vineyard too, and whatever is right, I will give you. So they went, going out again at the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he did the same. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle. And he said unto them, Why do you stand idle here all day? And they said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You go into the vineyard too. And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said unto his steward, to Call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last, and when those hired about the eleventh hour came, each of them received a denarius. Now when the first came, they thought that they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the household, saying, householders, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied unto them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for denarius? Take belongs to you, and go. I choose to give to this last as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first, and the first last. This is the gospel
1: of the Lord. Your death is now my life indeed For you have paid my ransom Let me not doubt but truly see Your word cannot be broken Your call rings out, come on to me No falsehood have you spoken
0: the Son and the Holy Spirit. It's fine to have a blowout in a fancy restaurant, with terrapin and canvas back and all the wine you want, to enjoy the flowers, the music, and watch the pretty women pass, smoke a choice cigar and sip the wealthy water in your glass, it's bully in a high-toned joint to eat and drink your fill, but it's quite another matter when you have to pay the bill. It's great to go out every night, a fun or pleasure bent, to wear your glad rags always and never save a cent, to drift along regardless and have a good time every trip, to hit the high spot sometimes and let your chances slip, to know you're acting foolish, yet to go on fooling still till nature calls a showdown and you have to pay the bill. Time has got a little bill, Get get wise while you may. The debit side's increasing in a most alarming way. The things you had no right to do, the things you should have done, they're all put down, and it's up to you to pay for everyone. So eat and drink and be merry, have a good time if you will, but God help you when the time comes for you to foot the bill. And that's exactly... What's going on in today's gospel lesson when the homeowner, the landowner, the guy that owns the vineyard says to the first hires, take what is yours and go. Take what is yours and go. Think about those words. Because think about what really belongs to us. What do you have? What do we have? That really belongs to us. We can't claim our intelligence. We can't claim our our looks if we have them. We can't claim who our families are if they're good. We can't claim the house we own or the clothes we wear, the car we drive. We can't claim anything. Everything we know from the small catechism of Luther and God's word is given to us as a gift. It's part of the daily bread God gives you every day. Just like that water that God provided Israel from the rock of Horeb or the manna that fell from heaven. God gives us everything. There's there's only one thing you can claim as your own. And you know what that is, right? It's your sin. Your unbelief. That's the only thing you have. And in your gospel lesson today, the homeowner, who is Jesus, tells the first hires, who are grumbling to take what is yours and go in other words it's time for them to foot the bill to foot the bill for all their sins and offenses and unbelief right because there's only two options in life when this life ends either Christ has foot the bill for you on the cross or you get to foot your own bill in hell that's it it's dichotomy that's the reality, right? I mean, according to Davies, Davies and Allison, who are some, probably some of the best commentators on the book of Matthew, they, they say, and I quote, here the scene becomes a harsh tribunal in which the accusers become the accused. And that's what happens to us every time we refuse to forgive our, ne- our neighbor their trespasses. It's hard, isn't it? It is. It's hard when we begrudge God his mercy to others, right? And then we are told... To leave the vineyard because we cannot accept the large hearted actions of our employer who is who is Jesus Christ, if you will. Right. We have to fit our own bill. And that's why getting fired from the vineyard in today's gospel lesson is so devastating. Why? Because the vineyard metaphorically represents heaven, the kingdom of heaven. And the vineyard owner is, as I said, God, the son, Jesus Christ, the one who died for us upon the cross the one who absolutely has a right to say the things he says to us. He paid for that right in his own blood. And Christ is motivated to save us only by his merciful grace, not not in anything we have done. And that's why Jesus Christ comes to us through his preached gospel and his rightly administered sacraments to call us into heaven's kingdom. We do nothing to deserve it. We can do nothing to merit it. It is all gift all gift and that's the reason why we learn in, in Luther's small catechism that we cannot by our own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ our Lord nor come to him but the Holy Ghost must call us by the gospel and enlighten us with his gifts and sanctify and keep us in the one true faith even as he calls and gathers and enlightens the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it in the one true faith in which Christian church he daily and richly forgives all sins to me and all believers all of us As the holy scriptures so clearly declare and this salvation is represented in today's gospel lesson as the denarius the denarius the denarius of salvation right and it's interesting isn't it that it is the vineyard owner the vineyard owner who seeks out the people they don't seek him out it is the vineyard owner who goes out early in the morning to find laborers for his vineyard, he went out about the third hour again, and he went out and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. He is the one who said to them, you out also into the vineyard, and whatever is right, I will give you. So he went out again. He went out the sixth hour and the ninth hour, and likewise, did likewise. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others who were standing idle, and he said unto them, why are you standing idle all day? And they said, because well, no one has hired us. Go into the vineyard. Whatever is right, you will receive. Whatever is right, you will receive. Notice, first, why are the why are why are any of these people working in the vineyard? the vineyard owner wants them it it reminds me of a story i heard one time during the great depression in the 1930s early 30s in hershey pennsylvania old man hershey went out and they were they they were building the new big new building and they were digging the basements out for it with one of these huge new steam shovels that were becoming popular and the foreman said hey mr hershey this is great we got the steam shovel It's, it's like it does the work of 30 men to which old hershey said well then get rid of it and hire 30 out of work men so their families can eat tonight Yeah, he could have done it without the, without the thirty men, but he wanted he wanted those guys to get a job so their families could eat. And that's what the landowner is doing here. He doesn't need people for his vineyard. He has the angels of heaven. He doesn't need us. But when he comes out seeking us, why? Because he wants to give us who do not deserve his mercy his mercy. That's why he's doing it, not because we deserve it, but because he's just awesome, and merciful. And this is our condition, is it not, as well? Are we not also undeserving of God's mercy? I mean, scriptures are very plain in this, in this matter. I mean, if you look at Psalm 51, five, it tells us that we were brought forth in iniquity and sinned our mothers conceive us. Think of that. And, and, and who among us does not agree with Job, who probably is the prophet Japheth, who says, what is man that, we, that he should be pure, or one born of woman that he should be righteous? And certainly the psalmist in Psalm 58:3 is correct when he says, the wicked are estranged from the womb. They are liars from their birth. Or as Saint Paul writes in Romans chapter 3, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yes, Solomon is true when he says in chapter 7 of the Ecclesiastes, surely there is no one, no righteous man on earth who does good and never sins. And yet, the Son of God who is the landowner, the vineyard owner. He seeks us out. He is incarnate of the Virgin Mary and made man so that he might come to us as one of us, so that he might bear our burdens and understand our sufferings and then, and then suffer and die for us in our place, receiving upon his own flesh and blood the punishment that we have merited, and in exchange... He gives us eternal life, which is what the denarius represents, by the way. Right? And that's what makes the, the that's what makes the the grumbling of these workers so just just obscene. It's because how can God give you more than everything? What more is there to give you if he gives you eternal life? Because it doesn't matter how wealthy you are in this world. You could could be the richest man on this planet, but if you have not eternal life, what does it benefit you? What does it benefit you to gain the whole world and lose your immortal soul? Or what will a man give for his immortal soul? And that's why the homeowner, who is Jesus, says, whatever is right, you will receive. Not what you think is right. Because there's a lot of things we think is right. No, God doesn't give us what we think is right. Right? But that's how we roll, isn't it? I've got my rights! You can't talk to me that way. You can't be like that to me. I've got my rights. I'm almost right. Now, God's ideas are different from yours. His, his ideas are as high as the heavens are from the depths. Now, if you wanted what, if God gave you what you thought was right, you'd go right to hell. As the old Scotsman said. Because that's what we all deserve. No. God doesn't give us what we think is right. He gives us what he thinks is right. And what he thinks is right is to have mercy upon us. That's what he wants to do. He wants to save us despite our sins. He wants to have mercy upon us. He wants to give us eternal life that he merits through his death and that we could never merit. So whatever is right, you will receive. That's talking about the mercy of God given to us by grace. And I think it's not, it's not accidental that in the ancient canon of the Mass, the ancient liturgy of the church, we begin the Holy Communion portion of that liturgy with, it is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and all places give thanks unto thee, O Holy Father, almighty and everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son. That is what is right. That is what is right right from God's perspective, not right from our own. And that's why many are called, but few are chosen. That's the reason why the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Because God doesn't do things according to our timing or according to our ways. Pastor Brandt once told me, he said, be very careful what you pray for. You ask for a deeper faith, and then maybe you have a debilitating disease maybe you want a better marriage and so god causes your marriage to go into a crisis that almost destroys it maybe maybe you want to be a better worker and so god takes your job away and makes you unemployed because god doesn't do things the way we do them he never does but in the end what god wills is always best though it is a cross until we get there is it not it is and that's what makes these first hires so Difficult to deal with. Because they are ego they are ego son They are murmuring. They are complaining repeatedly behind the landowner's back. Why? Because they resent his mercy unto others. They resent it. Do we resent God's mercy to others? Are we withholding forgiveness from each other? I mean, why do you think in the small catechism that Martin Luther asks us, To pray the Lord's Prayer eight times a day. Why? Why do you think that is? Why do you think we're supposed to say eight times a day when we get up and we go to bed before and every every meal? Why are we to say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us? Because we need God's forgiveness. But God says in, in Matthew 6 that He will not forgive us our trespasses if we do not forgive our brother theirs. And how many of us in this room, myself included, struggle with forgiving others? I know I do. Now we must not be part of the first group that, that, that grumbles and murmurs about the, about the denarius of forgiveness. Because that denarius represents eternal life. It represents everything. It represents a gift that you and I can never merit. We can only receive it by grace if we receive it at all. And so let us never fall into the trap of the first hires so that we will never hear God say unto us, take what is yours and go. In the name of Jesus, amen. these gifts to the service on the altar and the preachment of thy holy word in your name of the Lord we pray, amen. Okay. So, good morning, it's uh, good to see all of you here, and uh, uh, it was um, I'm glad that many of you uh, came to the meeting uh, before the service, um, and uh, it's a blessing to be in front of you this morning, Uh, This week should be a normal week. We should be back to our normal uh, operational tempo as a parish. I have no plans to be anywhere. My wife now is in in Severville, Tennessee at Pasadena Villa, and she'll probably be there at least for another 41 days or 40 days. So uh, I I don't plan on leaving anytime soon to go up there. It's just too far, and the visitation is too short. So um, at some point I may go up, and there may be a guest preacher. uh, But if you see one, there's a guest preacher. If you don't, then it's me. Uh, So normal, no normal schedule. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, everything's normal. Uh, Also, we have some prayer requests. And uh, uh, prayer request, uh, we have Bonnie Smith, one of our members, is having some medical issues. She, of course, prays, uh, asks that you pray for her. Remember, of course, uh, Melissa in your prayers as well. And just for an announcement, there's going to be a gumbo. Uh, there, there's going to be a gumbo uh, sale to support youth activities at Concordia at one o'clock today. So, any of you uh, gentlemen in the room, uh, if you want to buy your uh, wife, your good lady wife, or uh, at your daughters, or uh, your moms, or whatever, uh, a dinner this, this this evening, you can go to Concordia at one o'clock, 1300, and uh, get her some gumbo, some good gumbo. We want to support uh, what they're doing over at Concordia, just like they came last night and supported us at the, um, the chili cook-off. That, that was a really great uh, event last night. Thank you, uh, uh, Hector and, uh, and uh, Amanda. It was really great, and all of you that participated. That was really a blessing. So, um, anyways, And then finally, one, one final announcement is adult choir resumes next Sunday after the second service. For those of y'all that want to be part of the choir, there you go. Lord be with you. Let us pray. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord For the peace that is from above and for the well-being of the churches of Christ and the godly unity of all Christendom, let us pray to the Lord. Lord For this holy house and for those who in faith, piety, and the fear of God offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. For Matthew and Eric, our shepherds and bishops in Christ, for all pastors and teachers and all people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For our nation and all our people, for our President Joe and our Congress, of the United States, for Kay, our Governor and the Legislature of Alabama, for our judges and magistrates and all who serve in public office, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For the sick and the sorrowing. For those who mourn, for those who are in need and distress, for the homebound and the infirm, especially we pray this day for uh, Doris and Alice, Bill and Joyce, Mary and Mark, Eddie and Norma, for Kim and Suzette and Melissa, for Karen and Gray, for uh, Bob and Martha, Marilyn and and Dean, for uh, Terry and Chris, for Marion and Meredith, James and George, Larry, Dean and Earl, Suzette and Bob, Mallory and Mark. Hank and Haley, uh, Jay and and Tracy, Michelle and Carl, Karen and Jimmy, Tina and Ainsley, for Kevin and and Ron and Thelma, and Jesse and Ralph and Theo, for Easton and Doug, for Hugh and Waylon and Ryan. We also pray for the families of our parish who mourn, especially we pray for um, the Blackwell and Cooper families, the, the Williams family, the Heil family, the Blunt and Davis family, the Chant family, the Tatum and Rogers family, the Gross family. Floriensig, uh, Hendricks and Parsons family, and also the Freeman family. We pray also for those in service to our country's armed forces, especially Riley, Paul, Turner, Paul, and Hayden. And we pray for all of our university students, including Minnie, Noah, Harrison, Katie, Dylan, Aiden, and Jacob. And we pray for those to whom death is drawing near and for us all that when our last hour shall come, we may depart this life from the confidence of the sure faith, the consolation of a right, Devout in holy hope and in the communion of Christ's holy church, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, Lord have mercy. calling those who have gone before us in the faith, and rejoicing to share with them the Sabbath rest which Christ has won for His people. That together with them we may be found faithful in the day of judgment and rejoice in the day of the resurrection of the dead. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. We pray especially this day for. Uh, Miss, Mrs. Smith as she um, is trying to recover from a physical ailment and also for Melissa Parsons as well as she is also in the process of trying to recover uh, from what is um, afflicting her as well. Let us pray. O Lord God, Heavenly Father, look down from heaven. Behold, visit, relieve thy servants, Melissa and Bonnie, for whom we offer up our supplications. Look upon them with the eyes of thy mercy and give them sure confidence in thee. We pray that you would uh, d- defend them from the dangers of the enemy and keep them in perpetual safety and peace through the merits of Jesus Christ, thy Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And finally, we also pray for God's, um, for, for God's uh, wisdom on the issue of uh, whether or not we will have a uh, parochial school in the fall uh, at Redeemer. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you are the one who has called us to teach the young and to prepare the uh, young in your fear and admonition. We pray that you will give us guidance as a parish to know what is your will, for it is your will that is always done on earth as it is in heaven. And we want to be obedient to that will. So we pray that you will guide us during this time as we consider uh, whether or not we will be part of a, a parochial school program and that it will be here at Redeemer. We pray that uh, your will be done in all things, for your will is always best. We ask this in Jesus' name, who lives and reigns with you, Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.
1: The Lord
0: Give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet right and salutary That we should all times and all places Give thanks unto Thee. O Lord, Heavenly Father, almighty, everlasting God Through Jesus Christ, Thy Son who on this day overcame death in the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, Holy, Holy.
1: Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna.